More with Mo. My name's Mo Reese. More with Mo is brought to you by the fine people at julielandradio.com. Today, as always, I'm joined by the man who needs to go see the movie Get Out, <laughs> Mr. Richard Avery. I don't go to the movies anymore. You know that. I know you don't. But <laughs> I, haven't been a... the mo- I haven't been to the movies in like 15 years. That's why we have the beauty of streaming movies. You can watch it at home. No, I don't want to do that anymore. And oh. that uh, that very lovely female voice that you just heard is our guest today, Miss Kira Noir. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. So I brought up uh, this movie, Get Out, because we recently, in the past few weeks, went and saw this movie. Mm-hmm. And we went with a large group of people, went to the theater. I knew absolutely nothing about this movie. It was one of those things of... Actually, I was like, uh, and, and we can get into the, the 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 hot topic of race and everything like that. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, what we were going to going to go see, but it was really billed as you know a black director who created a suspenseful horror type movie. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend going and going and seeing it. Um, but I didn't know what I was walking into, and I was like, okay, I'm this white guy who's in his <laughs> 40s going with you know, and let's let's see how this goes. This is gonna be this gonna be interesting. And I loved that movie. What did you think of it? I thought it was fantastic. That's why I wanted to get a big group of people to go because I wanted to give this guy as much money as I could push towards him. Like I don't have that much of an influence, but I could at least get you guys to come with me. I, I think the movie cost $4 million to make, and it's made over $100 million mm-hmm. now. Now, they... they 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 build this as you know or they were saying now as this is you know this shows that movies by black directors that are focused around that um, can be successful exactly and I think that it also proves that movies with black leads can mm-hmm. be very successful especially since the lead was a very dark black man you mm-hmm. see a lot of colorism even within black communities when it comes to stuff like that so I think movies like Get Out and Hidden Figures doing so well mm-hmm. it, it builds well for my industry too the porn industry because people still say you know like black bodies brown bodies don't sell as well and exactly. this proves that if you put a lot of good time and effort into it you can make it a masterpiece just like anything with white people I think I I, I think that billing this movie as a black movie, I thought was was definitely um, th- this isn't a great black movie. This is a great movie. Right when it co- when it comes down to it, it happened to you know it happened to be a black director, a black lead, which is all, all great things. But when it comes down to it, is is for them to uh, take it and put it into that small um, angle of saying this is a you know this is a, a top you know, top grossing black movie. It's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 this is a top grossing movie. This was an amazing movie. I saw Hidden Figures as well, and that mm-hmm. was a phenomenal movie. I, I didn't see some of the other Oscar uh, picks. Uh, was I haven't it? seen Moonlight yet. I haven't seen Moonlight, and I want to see that, and also Fences. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear what you're saying whenever you say that it's not really like a black, black movie, um, but I think that it is really great that we have that kind of representation. Mm-hmm. Um and I was telling my friends, normally I don't like to go see quote unquote black movies. Like I don't really like the Medea stuff and what no Tyler else. Perry? No, not really, not not really. I, I'm, and I don't really like uh, slave movies or gangster movies either. Because it's like you know somebody dies and cries, and you just talk about how sucky yeah. it is for these type of people in this certain time period, and it's like the same story over and over. So I didn't really want to seek it out when I first first heard about it, and then mm-hmm. when I heard what the, who the director was and what the storyline was going to be, I got really excited, and I was really my expectations were exceeded I, I, saw I had yeah. zero expectations like I said I, I went into this completely blind mm-hmm. I'd seen a little bit of a trailer and I, it's probably not a movie I would have ever gone to see And but you know you were very kind and invited me and uh, Carla to go see the show or to go see the movie and it, it was a great movie and so I just wanted to bring that are up you, are you working for the publicity team now for the <laughs> yes I am going on here? Uh, 
Jordan Peele, please give us money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Please, something. I know you got a couple extra bucks now. Well, here's what I might take on the whole thing, because you guys are, I feel like you're missing certain areas here, but you probably believe this. But it's like, first of all, a good, a good, it starts with the script. A good script's a good script. Doesn't matter what color it is. It really doesn't. And, and, and he, first of all, he wrote a great script. That's really what it comes down to. And I think in the business of movie making, that's where it starts. And if it, I think most people who want to make money as, cause it is a business that it, they look at the script and he wrote a great script mm-hmm. It started with that. And I think that's really what's key. And then he put together a great cast. It's all like, you know, putting those pieces of the puzzle together. Bradley Whitford was in it. Yeah. Who I love he? him. Was that the dad? That's the dad. Okay, yeah. yeah I love cool. him. He was in the West Wing. And so one of my all time favorite shows. He was in so, a million things. Uh, he, no, I know. But anytime I see him, I'm like, yes, the West Wing. Studio 60. Not as good as the West Wing. Ugh, they, t- they tried better. Studio City better. 60 on the Sunset Strip, I think was the full title. Yeah, it was better. Yeah, no, no. Well, we jumped right into the deep, you know, the deep topic, but <laughs> you're here. We, we want to get to know more about you. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I have been in porn for about two years now. I've lived in California for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I came to California was January 2015, and I fell in love with it instantly. So I'm so happy that I live here now. Like this, Where I, are you from? I uh, grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and then after that, I lived in St. Louis, Missouri for three years, and I hated both places. Wow. <laughs> I've been to St. Louis. Uh, I've not been to Nashville. St. Louis was a little bit of a, a little bit of a sad town. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like growing up in Nashville was cool just because it's the music city and there's a lot of great sites and great performers there. But there's also like a lot of. Racism and you know, no, the know, South, right? you never. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so, it, that would like the weather there is pretty horrid during the summertime because yeah. I'm allergic to pollen, and there, there would be like clouds of pollen over there, yeah. clouds of mosquitoes. And then you go to St. Louis, and it's pretty much the same thing, but colder winters and yeah. even muggier summers. So, I, I, I've been to both, and I'm mm-hmm. not a fan. I'm not a, I'm not a f- I'm fan of the South in general, but mm-hmm. um, lots of inbred white trash. Whoa! Nah. See, up. he said it, not me. So it's not racist. Wow! <laughs> I'm not. I just I know what it. I've been there. I grew up trailer trash, but you know, yeah. I've, I think I've been pretty good about not being racist to you know one specific group. I just hate not, everyone. I, I just <laughs> I hate everyone too. And that's why I don't buy into the whole like, oh, they're from a different time and place. Because no, there are people that grew up in those times and places, and they ended up not being fucked up. So exactly. you have no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I, it was. It's uh, you know, I my mom lives in uh, northern Mississippi, mm-hmm. and. And so I've I've visited before, but it's definitely the uh, race relations. I guess is a whole <laughs> different planet down there. It's like I'm like, wow, you guys say those things. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that coming out of my mouth. Yeah. It's like wow. So mm-hmm. I don't go down there. I don't go down there often enough. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should go visit. No, don't. It's not like California is completely devoid of racism, but I do like that a lot of the people that I hang out with around here just mm-hmm. don't think about it. Like, um, I did my first Burning Angel scene mm-hmm. a little while ago, and Joanna Angel was coming up with the scenario. It was uh, me and her husband, Small Hands, and she was like, oh, why don't you guys you know, be the nice, cute, punk couple, and you guys are walking down the street, and you see this house, and you're like, hey, let's break into that house and fuck in it. And I decided to make a little joke, and I was like, oh, because I'm black, I have to break into the house and her <laughs> face just like dropped she's like no 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 no, no I'm not. I wasn't even thinking about that I'm so sorry I could just I could just see like scare the shit out of Joanna and go like oh really so now that's what you're like she would just lose it. no that's I could just see that whole thing breaking down Penthouse actually recently did a uh, a few magazine spreads that had to do with race and they did a scenario where it was um, 
uh, everything obviously leads to sex, but it was a um, well-dressed white woman, you know, at her house. And then you had the black cop mm-hmm. and that it was the whole thing of it was it was that reversal of going, why are you breaking into this house? Why are you making it look like the white woman was the one that was, you know, being broken into? And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, the black cop was coming to, you know, to save, you know, and do this. And it was like it was an interesting different take um, doing it in a magazine spread makes it a little difficult to explain the whole story behind it but it was it was it was definitely something different um scary so you 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 use california california is a very large place mm-hmm. um have you been to other parts of california or pretty much la pretty much just la and san francisco so okay. i should clarify have you come here Cal. do you, you came here to work in the porn industry mm-hmm. moved here wow and uh i ended up moving here because i had a internet friend that i happened to meet in person um, and she needed roommates, and I really wanted to live here, so I jumped at the chance. Nice. Are you still together? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that actually went kind of sad. It turns out when, whenever you meet people yeah, from the internet say. in person, they're not always that great. No. Um, yeah, I know. It's so like that, lesson learned. Mm, won't do that again. Yeah, no. I, I did that a couple of different times where I uh, just trusted people really fast and just like, yeah, let's move in together. No. It's convenient. Now I live alone, and yeah, I love just, it. She's <laughs> like, yeah, no. I don't need a roommate. I don't care how hard I have to work. I don't want a roommate. <laughs> it, it was funny. I actually had a, a girl show up on set that uh, had interacted with me quite a bit on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you know she, you know, so she had a certain expectation of what I was going to be like in person. Well, in on set, I'm very serious. I take my job seriously, and my job is to make the shoot go. And so I'm all about business. Mm-hmm. That's and why the, you get paid the big bucks. Yeah. At the end of the shoot, though, she was like, she goes, "You're nothing like you are on Twitter. You know, you're so <laughs> serious, and you're so this and that." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm I'm here for business, and I ex- and I explained myself, and I was like, and nobody wants." to hear the serious stuff on Twitter. You know, it's like, it's the internet. People want to hear that everything's fun and great. And, you know, I... I want that on a patch. You're nothing like you are on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And and so at the end, she ended up unfollowing me. I guess it was like... She goes, oh my God, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. (laughs) See, with this girl, I I started talking to her online because she was also black, also Jamaican, had dreadlocks, and she was a pro-dom. So everything that she was talking about online, it was like, you know, fuck everybody, I'm a goddess, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an act. I thought that was like her Dom persona. Sure. That's really how she was. Oh. Like when she talked to me in person, she kept talking to me like I was one of her slaves. And after a couple of months, I was like, you, you realize that like this isn't real life. You don't have to be that all of yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Don't like, you know. There's no camera here rolling. Right. Let it. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yeah. No, she was. She was very tied to her dom personality. So uh, I, I went ahead and started looking around. At first, I, I was convinced that there was no way I could live alone in LA because everything here is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found a really nice studio that is great for me. It's it's really really tiny, but because it's just me, I don't have any pets or anything like that. Sure. It is enough space. So perfect. I like it. What's your favorite part of LA? What part of the city? Mm, favorite part of the city? It's probably Hollywood. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There's a lot of cool stuff to do down it's my here. My new best friend. I, I like living in the valley, but part of the, what I like about living in the valley is that I'm so close to Hollywood without yeah. having to pay Being Hollywood prices. Yeah, when, exactly. <laughs> yeah. when I moved to when I moved to uh, Los Angeles a lifetime ago. Uh, you know, I moved to the Valley and everybody that, and I worked in Hollywood and everybody in Hollywood made fun of the people in the Valley. And I was like, I don't understand why the Valley's great. And I lived out in Studio City for a while and I thought this was great until I moved into Hollywood and then went, yeah, you know, you're right. The Valley does suck and it's weird. And we're in Hollywood. We're the cool kids. It's like, it's like the same thing for like New York and New Jersey. The New Yorkers make fun of the people in New Jersey. 
in San Francisco. San Francisco makes fun of the people in Oakland. You know, <laughs> we always have to have that thing. In Hollywood, it's the Valley. You have to have that. I, I live in Studio City. Your I whole life. My, my enti- half my life, I've lived yeah. in Studio City. And I just love the fact that all I have to do is get on the freeway and I can get into Hollywood and yeah. be here within 15 minutes. Uh, it, it, packed, I, I want to go drinking in Hollywood. I get on the subway. And Same. It's yeah. like, I Uber. I do whatever. I don't have to live here. And I live in rent control and I'll never move out of my building until they sell it out from underneath me or it mm. just falls down. Um, um, because my rent is very good for a two-bedroom in Studio <laughs> City. <laughs> See, I'm may, I'm open to the idea of getting roommates sometime in the future, but Oof. for now, it's just it's so nice coming home and like knowing that it, if there's a mess there, it's my mess. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to have people over, I don't have to like ask permission, make sure the whole house is cool with it, like things like that. Yeah, that's uh, what I tell people all the time. I, I had roommates for the first five years, and after that, once I got alone, is I've haven't looked back mm-hmm. like you know and just that like you said that idea that like if you leave a mess you only have in, or it's you nobody else and yeah. you can't get out bothered by it that's why when people stay with me I'm always like okay you get a week <laughs> it's a limit that's it and then after a week you're out whether they like it or not I had a girl stay with me two years ago she stayed with me for six weeks I just by third week I was ready to kill her yeah <laughs> I was like oh, can't do this there was one time uh, whenever I lived in St. Louis the last place that I lived in I started dating this girl that I stripped with and I asked to crash to her place and then I just ended up living with her for a year. <laughs> it was just kind of a I weird never situation. left. Couch surfing. The thing that never leaves. <laughs> at first I was like, I'm going to stay here for a week and yeah. figure out where I'm going to go after this and then another week went by and I was like, I'll just kick you some money since you're letting me stay here and then she just never kicked me out to start paying rent. There you go. <laughs> Roommate. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Now, and do, what do you like about doing porn? The money. <laughs> I'm rich. I, no, I no, because honestly, because that's I like when girls say that honestly, because mm-hmm. it, you know it, it's a business. It's that you're in the business of porn, not the porn business. And business right. is first, making yeah. money. And every girl I've known, I've been around it for 25 years. It's like I always tell them, make money. You get a certain window here, make money, save your money, make money, save your money, make money, save your money. Mm-hmm. That's it. The rest. And obviously, I like you know having sex for a living. That's, <sighs> that's always fun. a good. See, yeah. it's good to know that you like. But like, that do you because... have do you like having sex with a camera in the room or without a camera in the room? <laughs> to be honest, it, it was really exciting. My first couple of shoots to have people watching me and yeah. knowing for a fact other people were going to watch what I was doing and jerk off to it later. Right. Like I kind of have an exhibitionist streak. Right. Um, now it's just like I like. It's really hot to have sex with somebody when you just met them. Mm-hmm. Or there's there a couple of times it's been somebody that I've seen online a lot. So like I already know what their dick or their pussy or right. their boobs or whatever it looks like. And then finally I get to see them in person. Um, and touch them. And touch them. Yeah. yeah. To have Joanna Angel, who I've been a fan of yeah. since high school, watch me fuck her husband. Like that was that was such a surreal moment for me. You're like, I've peaked. That's it. The rest of my life is downhill. <laughs> so who are the who are the people that you grew up watching? In porn, yeah. or okay, um, so Joanna Angel was definitely one. Skin Diamond was my idol for a really long time. I'm actually, Skin's amazing. Really sad that I basically Never heard entered of her. the industry. Never heard of her. Left. She's a hack. <laughs> no, I was I'll, about to be really offended. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she smells really bad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I love Skin. She has squirted on me many of times. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, uh, and I can show you video. It's one of the funniest moments of I've shot hundreds of girls, and one of the 
greatest moments ever is to have her squirt on me and then the first words out of her mouth are oops <laughs> like oops I'm like wow that's hot I'm like oops my first AVN I left the award show early because I I was still fairly new I wasn't nominated for anything so yeah. I mostly just went to the awards to be seen and look yeah. pretty uh, so I left early tried going back to my hotel room and my key wasn't working and uh, I was just like standing there like really frustrated trying to get in and she walked by and she was like oh my gosh you're locked out come to my room here have some weed here let's talk about how you can do better in porn it was just probably the weirdest point in my entire life that like, one she knew that I existed like she recognized me and was like oh yeah come hang out like, oh, two she smoked me out yeah and then three that she gave me some advice that like I, I took her advice and ended up getting nominated for four different yeah. things the next year so. well I, I can tell you, you you had the moment with her but I, I've shot her four times mm-hmm. by herself and then I think a couple times with Bobby Starr I love skin. We used to. I used to meet with her when she lived over here off of Fairfax. I used to meet with her and go get hamburgers together. Nice. And we used to talk, hang out. And she's one of the sweetest girls I've ever met. Like just cool, down to earth. You know, great performer. The whole mm. thing, just a complete package. Good and then soul. just like when we would just hang out, and just to be, let her be her. That's when I always really enjoyed it. Like it was just her not being, not being skin diamond. It was mm-hmm. just always fun. Great girl. I, I, my last time on set with Skin, unless she unless she chooses to to come back or do more promotion, uh, she's a penthouse pet, and so we did penthouse promos with her, mm-hmm. and she and we were doing holidays, and so it was like the Christmas, and she's you know dressed up in a little red outfit, and she's spanking Jenna Sativa with a big lollipop <laughs> thing, and she had so much fun. It was so sweet. I, I love Skin. I've been on set with her a number of times. I'll show you this picture I did with this her. This love fest for Skin Diamond. <laughs> I did this shoot with her at her house. Mm-hmm. It was her crazy idea. It was before. Valentine's Day and she says to me I want to do a picture covered in blood I said because I do that I do that you did you took that one the, the one with one. the heart yes it's one of my favorite pictures of her oh yeah yeah and she goes I and I bought this heart I went like you excuse me you did what <laughs> <laughs> she goes I want to and the next thing you know she's like licking it and mm-hmm. biting it I'm like going Okay, enough of this. Even for me, this is a little much. And, <laughs> Queen of the damn vibes. Yeah, like yeah. it was just a little cannibalism going on here. And I was like, uh, we're good. We're, I got plenty of shots of this. She goes, let's do some more. Like, eh, we're good. We're good skin. And, and well, where I do you get hearts at? Vallarta? <laughs> she bought, she went to a butcher and bought, it was a pig's heart. Oh, wow. I, I assumed it was like a fake heart. No, no. And it was awesome. the real deal. It was the real deal. And and she. She's so cool. Ugh. Like, this is why I, they have a lot of different porn stars that I idolize, but she's Who definitely else? at the top of my Who list. Else? Stoya. Okay. Um, that's another person that I got to meet in person, and I was really happy about that. I uh, met this guy on Tinder, and our first day, I was telling him like why I moved here, like, yeah, I do porn, like these are my people I look up to. And whenever I said Stoya's name, he was like, oh, I used to date her. And I thought he was bullshitting me. Yeah. Um, but it turns out he actually did, and he was still friends with her. And a couple months later, she he invited me over. Yes, I, that picture of skin is awesome. <laughs> I love that you did that. But he invited me over to his place, and she was there. Um, and he introduced us, and she gave me some advice. And I, yeah, I sucked his dick so much that day. <laughs> so so grateful. So Mo, just here's where it comes to just this whole story made me think. God, we, you know, we're dropping the wrong names. I gotta start dropping. The, yeah, yeah. I, I, I worked with Skin Diamond. Yeah, like you know. Let's see. Um, Dating Carla, I've I've gotten one blowjob. Really <laughs> on camera? Yeah, no, we we did that. So that, that's I guess good. some points there. If I pushed mm-hmm. for it, I'm sure I could get some more. Maybe I'll do that. Just what is that her place? Mm. Since this is such a visual show, yeah, Mr. Avery is uh, showing photos of Skin uh, Diamond. Of Skin Diamond. Um, 
So you've been in the industry for two years now, and you are currently with um, our favorite agent, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mark Spiegler, who yes. seems to get a plug almost every episode. <laughs> well, By it, the way, I'd like to thank Mark Spiegler. Well, every time, it, it's like every time the word agent comes up and porn, we always talk about Mark being the best because he is. And it's like, it's like this instant like love fest. Oh, Mark Spiegler. Yay. You mm-hmm. know, like he's just, he's the man. If I ever win a war, an award, I'm going to go up and I'd like to thank Spiegler. <laughs> he has nothing to do with me and my career, but I just want to thank but him. But I just want to thank him. He's always been cool and he brings me pastries and I love that. Exactly. Um, so what's a, what's your career like, you know, pre-Spiegler to what you're doing now? Pre-Spiegler, I joined the agency because... Uh, so I was dancing in St. Louis, mm-hmm. um, and Bonnie Rotten was feature dancing at my club, mm-hmm. and her husband at the time was starting an agency, and I was already doing camming and like selling a couple of amateur clips at that point, so whenever he approached me, I basically had the mindset of, there's no reason why I shouldn't do porn, like the content's already out there, you can't run for politics or anything like that without mm-hmm. there being a porn pass, so I might as well take the extra step and make more money and get a free trip to California out of it. Um, so yeah, I started doing that, fell in love with California. Uh, that agency ended up not doing that great. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I left, my agent referred me to Spiegler. I still don't entirely understand how this happened. Um, but he gave me Spiegler's number. I called him. He asked me to meet him at his apartment. And a couple of days later, I was on the website. Um, so pre-Spiegler, I was flying back and forth from St. Louis to California um, and I wasn't really working all that much just because my agency was very small and not very well known. Mm-hmm. So people didn't even really, like a lot of people just didn't know that I existed, um, didn't know that my agency existed. And then there also were a few companies that were a little bit apprehensive to shoot me because of my hair. Um, I, I remember one person saying that the second I shaved my head and started wearing wigs, they would shoot me. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Um, and it's... But they got over that once I got with Spiegler, pretty much. Like, once I got with Spiegler, people kind of realized that I was going to be a, a good performer. Like, mm-hmm. his, having his name attached to mine helped so much because people started taking me a lot more seriously. Exactly. And I got a lot more exposure. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. That gives you credibility. It's like, exactly. it, I it gives you the validation. Well, Spiegler, because his reputation is great. It's like, mm-hmm. he takes her on, then, then she's got to be good. I would assume that, yeah. you know, working with him, I'd be like, if he, because he used to actually do that to me, where I would say, like, because I don't, I, I never really paid shooting my girls. Mm-hmm. He would he would just go, oh, she wants to shoot with you. You need to shoot with her. And he would just call me up and shoot her. And I'd be like, okay. I would just wouldn't have to check on anything. He, mm-hmm. I trusted him. He knew he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know, he always knew what I was looking for. I was so scared of him the first time I met him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it was really, yeah, I, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> entirely sure what I was getting myself into so I told my friends like I'm going to this guy's place this is the address if I'm not back in two hours call the police <laughs> like, I, I put on a really cute dress and I, I went and I I remember uh, I was sitting on his couch and I'd never really seen his face before even mm-hmm. though I'd heard his name a lot so I wasn't even really sure that was like who he was um I was just like praying to the gods yeah. that I, I wasn't just at some random dude's apartment like, any second he was like so if you just suck my dick then yeah you'll totally be a secret exactly yeah. <laughs> my name's Joe he's like oh I thought you were in apartment 12 not 14 and like it's like the wrong some guy lets in some girl yeah that's how casting couch was, was started I guess but uh, anyway so I was sitting there really nervous and then Asa Akira and Abella Danger walked in and they're mm-hmm. just like oh hi Spiegler and started talking to me and he introduced me to them so that's when I knew he was legit because there's no way that yeah, you know, three ab- porn girls would walk into the yeah. wrong apartment on the same day. Yeah, and Abella doesn't just walk anywhere. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a hardworking girl. So what companies have you worked for that you enjoy working for? 
kink.com is definitely on the top of my list just because I was a little bit scared to do BDSM scenes when Mm -hmm. I first started. I really wasn't comfortable with the idea of a person I'd never met before, um, like tying me up and whipping me. (laughs) But then when I heard everybody talking about how amazing they were, and then I did my first scene with them, like the very first time I worked with them, they're always extremely respectful. Um, Their shoots are really, really fun to do because I get to push my limits in the safest environment possible. Uh, So that's, yeah. What sites have you shot for? Uh, Hogtied, Device Bondage, Electro Sluts, Whipped Ass, Everything But, The Upper Floor. Yeah. All, pretty much all of them? Yeah, you all hit all, I think um, yeah. Sex and Submission is the only one that I haven't done yet. Oh, wow. You Ooh. work with Aiden Star? Yes. <laughs> Look at that smile. <laughs> <Your> enthusiasm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. We love Aiden. She's just a tiny ball of evil and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> so what's your favorite thing to do up at Kink? That's a really hard question. Choke, There's, spank, tied up, suspension. Suspension. Suspensions with uh, John Paul the Pope. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's probably my favorite dom in in the, yeah. the realm of kink. Hear that uh, we hear a lot. Of, hear that a lot. Yeah. I want to work with him. Mm-hmm. I just got to work with him in his new Vegas studio mm. a little while ago, and it's doing really well. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I heard. Who just else went up there? All of a sudden, just talked to somebody else that went up there. I know there's a, there's a female director. I'm blanking on her name right now, but she's like the studio next door to his now. Are they still doing electro sluts? I don't know. I wonder, like, because that was all up in San Francisco, and I don't know if that's like with Aiden. If they're she's what is she doing? I, I, I think that might be the person that, that moved to Vegas with okay. him. Not like not with with him, but yeah. they're in the same area. It just makes me. I swear, Scott, I swear, this is dumb, but like Aiden Star's name has come up like every day in my life for like the last two three weeks. I, <laughs> I just feel like it's a sign that I'm supposed to have lunch with her. So. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm going to Aiden, email. if you're listening to No, this. I'm going to literally email her when we're done today and set up lunch. Because we just always go, there's a Thai restaurant over here that we always meet at and have Thai food and catch up on everything. Mm-hmm. And tell her we plug her on the show. I am going to. So like, literally, gonna I'm going to have to have her come on. I have to have her come on. We'll finally have her on. And, but uh, I think it's so funny, though. Like, there's, it's just like, you know, when that name keeps coming up, like, every day, I think I'm supposed to see her. So, so you did everything but, which is one of my uh, favorite kink.com sites. So yeah. you uh, you took it in the butt. Yes, I did. And how was that? It was great. It was a, a weird scenario. It was a sex robot created by a <laughs> mad scientist um, to take revenge on the men that killed her daughter by seducing them first with my amazing anal sex. So she was training her robot to like take it in the butt real good. <laughs> was basically the, wow. the point of the video. <laughs> That is, that's an in-depth... Yeah, that's part of what I like about everything, but is that they usually have really out-there scenarios like that. That's that's an interest. I, I, I usually skip straight to the side. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I used to do that when I watched porn until I started doing porn and I realized how much work people really put into the intros. Like, yeah. Like give give porn intros a chance, people, because sometimes they're really really good. I think it was I think it was Mike Quasar that uh, when I was on set with him, he goes, "Okay, let's go film the part that everybody fast forwards through." <laughs> Quasar is another one of my favorite directors. He, he's great. He's mm-hmm. he's one of the most sarcastic guys in porn, um, and jaded <laughs> jaded as fuck. Mm-hmm. But he's great. I I, I really like Quasar. Um, I uh, actually really want to do this thing. Uh, you know, drunk history. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. want to do drunk porno history. And I want him to be one of the people. He doesn't drink anymore, but my plan is to just get him really, really stoned instead. Because um, he has, he's been in the porn industry for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he would have a lot of really great stories to tell. Um, right now, I'm just trying to think of everybody that I would want to bring on that show and like who would be willing to do it for me for free the first couple of times. Because yeah. I really have no idea how it will be received. Um, but he's one of the top people that I want to do that with. 
That'd be a great YouTube show. Yeah, that's it's what I'm it's hard to make it's hard to make money off that kind of stuff, but yeah. it would be still fun to do. It wouldn't be a money maker for me. It would just have to be like something fun to do. Plus, I want to have more experience directing and shooting my own stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that would be a, a cool way to do it. Sure. Yeah, because I, th- I think there's a lot of great porno history stories that would be really interesting to tell. Especially with drunk people. <laughs> Especially with drunk people, or really stoned people, since we're in California. I have a few stories, mm-hmm. but I can't say them. <laughs> but I got the pictures <laughs> and the, the videos. Inebriation <laughs> that uh, you yeah, know, tell. like we could blur out your face. No, nah, I would. My silhouette. My problem is that I, it's not about being drunk or stoned. Mine are all about doing coke and like you know <laughs> shooting for forty-eight straight hours in a hotel room with a bunch of girls. That's my story. See, you just told the story. You just didn't mention a name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll mention names. No. And I'll show you the photos and the videos. <laughs> I only have to mention one name. Oh, God. I know. So do you have aspirations then of directing porn? I do. Uh, I really love this industry. I've actually never had a normal job. Um, <laughs> I went from stripping at 18 to camming, to amateur porn, to this. Wow. Uh, so the thought of going back into the mainstream, not even going back, but getting into the mainstream workforce for the first time doesn't sound that great to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can transition to the other side of the camera, uh, that would be the most ideal situation. Well, my advice then is to, what I tell everybody who wants to do that, um, is when you're on a set mm-hmm. and you're not working or you're, there's time and, or they're shooting another scene, take the time maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, and just watch what everybody's doing. Just mm-hmm. abs- absorb it all. Watch what the director's doing. Watch what the camera guy's doing. Watch what the lighting doing. That's how you learn, just by watching. And then the time comes, you'll have an idea of how a set works and how the director's talking to subjects and doing things like that. Mm-hmm. But always, like a lot of, Bobby Starr, who lived next door to me here for a year, Bobby, I taught her how to direct. And I was the whole thing I always told her was just pay attention and watch. as on Because she worked with all the best directors mm-hmm. and the best companies. She was, you know, she directed at Kink for a couple of years. So I always tell her, just pay attention. So when you have free time, instead of sitting outside tweeting and everything and <laughs> doing selfies, you sit on a set and you work. And then you ask questions of crews. Hey, why are you doing, why are you put the light over there? Mm-hmm. Why are you putting the light over here? Does that really matter? That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. When it comes time to direct, you'll be fall right into it. You know exactly what to do. Nice. So Thank I you. tell everybody. You know what's funny is uh, Andre Madness um, had a couple of his girls uh, actually come on sets that he had directed and I think Jonathan Morgan had directed uh, to PA mm-hmm. as like an extra PA where they're yeah. going through you know they're lifting they're moving the furniture they're they're doing all the you know they're learning you know the ropes of what yeah. it's like to be on set and it's it, you know it's to learn the behind the camera type stuff and I, I recommend I, that I, I would, do too if I, I had a performer come to me and say listen I'm really seriously considering doing this I, I would I'll PA for you yeah. you know it's like I have no problem paying you a rate I have no problem doing that and I think it, I think it's a great experience it's I just think it's it's you know I've learned everything by kind of hands on and just doing it I didn't go to school for anything so like I just believe and just learning from people and asking lots of stupid questions but I think like when I taught like when I taught Bobby how to direct, I mean, I, you know, before she did her first movie for Evil Angel, I just like literally, it was like a year of just having her come to my shoots and us shooting, whatever. But I always told her when you're on a set, pay attention, just watch. You don't have to ask questions. You don't have to get in the middle of it, but just watch and see what people are doing. Then you'll also learn, I'm sure you work with directors that you go, oh, I, I, that's not how I would do things. <laughs> But that's how you, but you're still learning. You're still learning how not to do things. Hmm. So, you know. I think it's really 
great that you say that you didn't go to school for any of this because that's what every successful director that I've ever talked to has said. Um, I've never gone to school. Like I, I'm a high school dropout technically. Oh, so <laughs> um, so am I. So, so yeah, I, I, uh, I cut class for four years. Mm-hmm. I barely went to school. So I, I don't like the idea of going to college just for something that no. I, I might not even end up using and right. getting into a bunch of debt. Like almost everybody that I know that did go to college, they're in a bunch of debt yeah, they're well, not using their degree. My philosophy has always been is the only people that I matter, a, a college degree matters to me is mm-hmm. my lawyer and my doctor. Otherwise than that, I don't care if a fuck if you have a degree on anything mm-hmm. else. Uh, maybe my accountant. It'd be nice if they had. Okay, that. now mm-hmm. I just feel like a horrible person. You are because I have my degree in commercial photography and look at, <laughs> and look at me now. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a, it's almost a twenty year old degree. And you know what? You're an outlier, and you should not be counted. <laughs> uh, no, he's just he's just bad. I I met some I met some uh, kids that uh, were going to the uh, art institute here in Hollywood. I went to the uh, in Seattle, and it was funny. I was I was talking to them, and they were like, "Yeah, we go here," and they were so bright and optimistic, and they were in some sort of digital arts you know part is not photography and I was just like yeah I, I went there and I have a degree and I have a whole lot of debt still <laughs> and it was like to see a little bit of the happiness drain from them I felt bad oh. but at the same time it was like don't invest any more money go, well you go, know that's go to YouTube I used to do lectures a lot in back in the day and I used to just scare the shit out of everybody because they all be in college trying to get their degrees and I'd be like you don't need a degree not not necessary, and they'd be like, "What? What do you mean?" I'm like, "No, you don't. Just get out there and go assist a photographer. Go photo assist. I yeah. learned so much more by yeah. doing that. Exactly. Yes. You learn more. I can guarantee you would learn more like doing a half a dozen photo shoots with a photographer, a working photographer, than you would in two years of college. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely agreed. So, well, Kira Noir, I really appreciate you coming out and doing the show. Um, where can your fans and followers and everyone find you out on the interwebs? You can follow me on Twitter at at the Kira Noir. T-H-E-K-I-R-A-N-O-I-R. You can buy my amateur porn at amateurporn.com slash the Kira Noir, spelled the same way. And my Instagram is new because my original one got deleted. So instead of it being T-H-E, it's T-H-A-K-I-R-A-N-O-I-R. Now, do you mind saying why your Instagram got deleted? I posted too many butt pictures. That's, <laughs> that's really what happened. This is why I stick to pictures of avocados and eggs <laughs> and plates well, of food. And... We don't want to see pictures of your butt, no, no matter <laughs> yeah, what. Hey, to... There's something for everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, nobody wants to see my butt. <laughs> not even, not even nobody. <laughs> Mr. Avery, where can your uh, fans and followers find you on Instagram? Um, I don't even know. I forgot. You can't find me. I'm hidden. I'm hiding. <laughs> really? Julie Land doesn't have an Instagram? <laughs> yes, we do. I, I forgot about it. Yes, at Julie Land. J-U-L-I-L-A-N-D. Very nice. Well, my name is Maurice. This has been More with Mo. You can find me on Twitter at MoXXX or Mox as some people like to call me. On Instagram, I'm the average Mo. And if you want to check out all sorts of photos uh, from behind the scenes stuff, uh, check out theaveragemo.com. <laughs>